All right, everybody, welcome once again to Tittle Time. That's right, it's episode 12. That's right, we've done a dozen episodes. A little bit of a soft open. You know, it started out uh, only a few months ago with me and Matt Duffy. Uh, in the winter, it was always sort of a, a goal to get the podcast started. And I uh, still don't know what it is. Still don't really know what the fuck I'm doing here. But uh, yeah, it's just nice to have an opportunity to talk shit into a hot mic at the very least, right? If no one listens to this but me, I can accept that. I mean, I want to reach for a little bit more. I mean, it's nice to have a following. It's nice to have people who give a fuck what you have to say over the internet, but it's not essential, you know? But yeah, this is episode 12, man. So this is a little bit of a, a milestone to a degree here. Um, I just thought I would come on solo and just give this a crack. I did slow down with the output a little bit. In the beginning, it was me and Matt uh, just kind of riffing, going back and forth for definitely the first few weeks of the pod. We were doing it pretty much weekly. And then, uh, of course, as things do, uh, slowed down a little bit. I tried to make make things a little bit more guest-focused as uh, I could, as kind of the things, I guess, to a degree opened up and the weather got better in our insane authoritarian state known as the province of Ontario, Canada. You know, we did what we could. And uh, yeah, so figured we'd chat a little bit about uh, where the podcast has been, where it's going. Um, right now, it's really not a whole lot. Like it's, I haven't done a big push uh, to try to get engagement and a lot of uh, followers and to build an audience and I mean seems miles away now to talk about monetization and to be frank I'm not super interested in monetization because it's almost better just to put shit out for free and say what the fuck you want than to sort of have any sort of thought about pleasing sponsors you know I mean sponsors will kind of latch on to people that have a following, whatever following that might be. If you haven't built that yet, you know, why do you want to go out of your way to suck on the corporate teat, you know, or the small business teat, teat even. But anyway, let's get this thing going, man. Um, yeah, it is what? Uh, Friday, July 16th. Doing a late one tonight. Uh, it's 12.30 a.m. on uh, what is now Friday, July 16th. Episode 12, Tittle Time, like I said. Yeah, I got my uh, my roommates upstairs. He's watching uh, that little Dicky show, I guess called Dave. Funny fucking show, man. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to watch it with my parents. Might be a little awkward. <laughs> the last episode I saw uh, that I was watching, it was... Um, I mean, I swear to God, he was talking about uh, basically his own penis for probably 12 minutes, and then there was you know, an entire tail end of the episode where it was just about him, uh, whether or not he wanted to eat his girlfriend's ass, you know, so very millennial driven. My takeaway from that show, and, is, and it's, it is very funny, and Andrew Santino's on it, which I like, uh, it kind of came around unexpected. I, I knew about the show, but I don't go out of my way to watch a lot of series. But um, this one's definitely funny. My takeaway, and I'd like to think it's astute and, and just comes from my massive love for Larry David and for Kirby enthusiasm and Seinfeld it the show Dave really feels like um Kirby enthusiasm for millennials 
and it's it, it's sort of the humor is is so much in that lane it's sort of that neurotic jewish humor from the main character and it, it's basically just like if larry david was a rapper which is a pretty funny yeah that's a pretty funny thing to even consider you know as sort of a framework for a show and that's what it is it's funny stuff anyway uh that's a bit of a sidebar but yeah, uh, what was the week like? Oh, first, forgot to crack the White Claw. That's key. Hold on. Let me finish this Raspberry White Claw real quick. Because that's the key. Got to keep uh, got to keep the claws cracked. You know, you got to slap the bauxite real quick. <laughs> Boom, bitch. Yeah, man. All right, what do we got? Oh, mango. I don't like these ones as much. I'm more of a watermelon raspberry type man. You know what I mean? Oh, delicious. That's how you keep it real. So, yeah. Uh, my week and what's going on lately. Yeah, so we did we did slow down with the output for sure and um, with the podcast. And part of the reason is I'm starting to sort of up the production value slowly, if, uh, if you could say that. So trying to branch out and get, and get onto YouTube and do more sort of editing and cutting promo and highlights. And it's actually a lot of work, like as easy as it is to set up a microphone and, and talk into it and put it out on the internet. It's all the shit that goes on behind the scenes. You know, like I said, the production value that that really is the, the time consuming part, especially if you're doing it all by yourself, obviously. So I'm trying to ramp it up slowly. I mean, I'm sort of unapologetic about it. I'm, I knew what this thing was going to be from from the jump. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope it grows into something interesting. I have every intention to take it places, uh, but you know, we're taking it step by step for sure. Not to drop uh, too many fucking cliches on this on this what I guess early Friday morning, late Thursday night podcast. But yeah, so lately, I yeah, we had uh, Lior on uh, recently. That was a couple weeks ago. Didn't put anything out for a couple weeks, and yeah, I need, I'm trying to get back on the horse again for sure. The next episode, uh, I really want to get onto YouTube, uh, so we'll finally have that video portion. Uh, I have some ideas about the guests that I want to bring on so that we can facilitate that and do that. But yeah, since that man, it's uh, it's actually it's like I wouldn't even call it a hiatus, but uh, just taking a little bit of time to enjoy the the fairly short uh, Toronto summer. You know, and it's been good. I, I wanted my whole life to live downtown, and, and in December, I finally moved into uh, this house here uh, in the Queen and Ossington area, and it's been great. And honestly, it was even great sort of during the full lockdown craziness, and it's a fucking hell of a lot better, you know, when summer with summer in full swing. Just obviously anybody that, uh, in and around Toronto knows that Trinity Bellwoods is popping at all times. Uh, the bars you know, just a stone's throw from my house, just always lit, you know, fam. So yeah, it's been super good. And just, um, you know, I do have other things I do, obviously. Um, so I, I work at a rollerblading store. Uh, rollerblading is like a huge passion of mine. I've been doing it for 16 years. I've been taking a lot of time to do that lately uh, in the two sort of disciplines that I participate in, which is uh, sort of aggressive inline skating, which is kind of like skateboarding, or some people call it grinder blading. So I've been doing that and uh, fucking around with, you know, all the people, this sort of small community that does that and 
been working on the video production side and trying to cut some edits together that I've filmed over the last year. Uh, the pandemic was actually really good for filming a lot of street skating. You know, the it just sort of changed the whole dynamic in, in terms of what you're able to skate, how you're able to skate it, and quite frankly, just having the time to do it and because there's nothing else going on with everything closed. So, yeah, I'm just kind of in the stage of putting a bunch of stuff together for that. And that's very, when you get a backlog of footage and stuff and you're trying to edit and it's very easy to get overwhelmed. And I definitely got overwhelmed and became a bit of a procrastinator about it. But it's nice that, you know, you just take it, you know, chunk by chunk and just try to get some stuff done. And it's been very fulfilling to actually um, put some of that stuff together. And I'll post it on my social media so people can see it when it is available. And aside from that, uh, that's the more traditional style of, of rollerblading that I partake in, but also doing um, this kind of new, newfangled style of rollerblading, which was invented by the uh, the owner of the rollerblade store that I work at, uh, Leon Bassin. It's called Wizard Skating, which is his name. And it's just this sort of new breed of skating that takes a bunch of different elements together. It's a little bit difficult to explain to people outside of the scene but it's basically yeah a bunch of different styles blended together and you're using skates that uh, have like much bigger wheels so it's more of like a high speed uh, kind of skating that uh, brings elements of like slalom skating which is kind of the more technical flatland style uh, with elements of aggressive skating and almost quite frankly some some aspects of skiing there's almost like a lot of free skiing influence in it but it's, it's kind of tough to explain to, to lay people, so I won't go too deep into that. But it's been super fun, and it's become actually quite a bit of a lifestyle for me. And it's nice, you know, it's nice to have that sort of active side, uh, you know, of your brain and obviously the benefits for your body going on. And, and just, God damn it, it's fun. And that's really the point. It's also not a super expensive hobby. Like, I mean, if you want to golf or God knows whatever, even if you're golfing on public courses, it's it's quite frankly not cheap, right? So... Yeah, just enjoying the urban environment. I really do enjoy the ur urban environment a great deal more than the rural environment, to be frank. Like, I, I do enjoy skiing. I actually, when the pandemic started and I lost my job, I, I was living, before I lost my job there, I was working at, at Blue Mountain and I was just living there. I skied like 100 days in that year, having the time of my life. That's like a great passion of mine. And then I moved back to Toronto and didn't even skate or ski, I should say, one day for the whole year, you know, just, I guess, life changed for everyone. Uh, but really, like, I, I feel like my home, my home environment is is the urban environment. It, it really, you know, keeps the juices flowing, so to speak. And I, I enjoy it a great deal. And I've I've realized um, how much I enjoy it. I guess there's there's pros and cons to sort of everything. And uh, as I say this, of course, it's it's definitely nice to get away and to to go into other areas. Of, of course, there's reasons why people cottage and travel and. I don't, I'm not like super attracted to that kind of stuff, but it is a nice break from, from the city anyway. And I hope to go on, you know, <laughs> at least once this summer, go north of Bloor, goddammit. <laughs> I even people say that like, oh, I live downtown. I'd, north of Bloor may as well be another area code. Like, yeah, all right, that's enough. But yeah, it's been fun. The city's come alive uh, to some extent. I know that uh, Ontario and Toronto it's kind of a laughing stock of the world at this point and for good reason. Cause, uh, shit's crazy, man. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm sort of at a, I'm not, I'm certainly not at a loss, but I, I 
I'm apprehensive about even wanting to get into my thoughts and the minutia of the fucking just the whole situation since the pandemic started and the way everything's gone and just it is wild like yeah ontario is in many ways the 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 laughing stock of the entire fucking world right now and for good reason <laughs> that uh that dynamic duo of uh doug ford and fucking justin trudeau you know is is great you got justin trudeau who's got you know, gets like seven scandals a month and is just constantly trying to cover his tracks. So he's got like these crazy travel restrictions and everybody's got to spend $2,000 staying in hotels for 14 days coming and going and just trying to do some sort of show of strength to make up for his you know, obvious lack thereof, um, you know, overall. And Doug Ford, I mean, what can I say? I'm a big fan of of Ford Nation, not like as a political supporter, but the story is just so fucking good. I, I encourage any listeners that um, are interested. There's an amazing podcast by, uh, I guess it's like an, an investigative journalist who originally worked for the Toronto Star. And it just, it just profiles the entire rise and fall of the Rob Ford era which is just endlessly fascinating to me, just not only because it's homegrown, but it, it obviously it clearly was like a big story beyond, you know, the crack smoke and mirror from Toronto, but there's a lot to the story and it's really fascinating. And obviously the Ford family in Etobicoke and, you know, you see just to know all the sort of details about how they came up and the, how they were sort of plugged into that local community and then into the gangs and the drugs and it's a lot going on there. And it's really quite interesting. And so the podcast is called the gravy train. It's by frequency podcast it's called the gravy train really really good stuff i listen to it once a year now it's just so satisfying for me and so yeah the 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 ford nation man the the newest incarnation of the ford nation is doug ford you know got dougie right and uh famously uh when he was talking about you know some of the incidents where people were sort of going against the bylaws and and that about how to behave during the pandemic he uh, was quoted as saying, listen, I, I think these people are a few fries short of a Happy Meal. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think that encapsulates his entire tenure as, as premier of the province. But yeah, I mean, apparently he loves the pandemic. He's uh, apparently making a lot of money off. He, uh, you know, they're from a wealthy, it, none of the shit with politics, I guess, surprises me or anyone else at this point where it's, not only is it not the best and brightest, but it's also not, you know, the most straight and narrow. It's often not the most uncorrupted people who pursue careers therein. And uh, Doug Ford, no exception, apparently. And a few fresh short of a happy meal. I fucking love that. Yeah, he's making a lot of money off. I guess they he's doing all the sort of COVID signage and the sort of the, the social distancing circles on the floor of businesses and making millions of dollars. And uh, I think that's probably just a microcosm for this entire, you know, fucking persisting travesty that we find ourselves in. But you already knew that. Yeah, you already knew that. But yeah, man, I don't know. There's um, super hot and humid in the city. But what else is fucking new with that? This is Toronto in the summer. You know, the east. We're in the east. It's hot. It's humid. There's crazy thunderstorms this week. But overall, weather, beautiful. Been enjoying it. Just being outside in shorts and a t-shirt. This is very banal pedestrian shit, but I guess 
I couldn't resist pointing it out. And, uh, yeah, haven't been doing much comedy. I mean, that's for sure. I, I think I already touched on the, you know, state of affairs in Ontario and Toronto hasn't really allowed for it too much. There's been the Zoom comedy shows, which I just couldn't be fucked to, to deal with at all, um, especially as a, you know, a burgeoning young comic. Um, I don't fucking want to, you know, go open mic over the internet. God forbid. No desire. Um, so there's been that and there's been a lot of guerrilla shows, underground shows. That shit's really cool. I'm down with that. Um, but obviously it's all about who you know, who you are, how good you are, at what you do in order to sort of get those spots. Cause there's so few and far between, I guess that's how it is anyway, but especially when, you know, the shit is as underground as it is, it's, it's, you know, I haven't pursued it a ton to be fair, but, um, yeah, kind of tough to get like spots and to, to keep like a, a comedy career going, you know, as it, as if nothing had happened for me would have been extremely tough. So I just reserved myself to the fact at a certain point that, that this is going to be, you know, a long breakdown and a long build up. I guess is a good way to put it. And, uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of that shit going on, which is, which is good. Um, you know, keeping the dream alive is something that I, I think is important. But now things are starting to change. You know, there's, um, I mean, I don't know how fucking long it's going to last. I certainly don't hold out a great deal of hope for it. But uh, stage three. Oh, my God. We're going from stage two to stage three. Fucking indoor dining. The only place in the world that doesn't have indoor dining. That's anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, we're going to stage three. So that probably means that things are going to change. Um, would be nice. And I mean, I guess that means the open mic circuit is close to opening up again. I have no idea what to expect or what to predict. Um, it probably, I'm sure it won't be what it was. Um, it's probably going to be limited stage time, limited, limited everything, just limitations. It's the lifestyle of limitations is I think where, where we're at with that right now. But you know, I, ha I have, uh, it's, I'm waiting a long fucking time, you know, to sort of pick back up where I left off and I'm you know, I'm withholding a great deal of excitement about it, but, um, you know, the nat natural pessimist and cynic that I am. But uh, it is nice to think that I might be able to get out there and get back on the grind again, um, you know, writing and and and, do, and doing open mics and, and performing and trying to get spots. As much as it is a grind and I didn't enjoy the, the break from it, um, it will be nice to to get back to a bit of that for sure. And I mean, I guess the big thing is, yeah, like I, I don't know when the fuck they're gonna lift the the, the mask order, the mask mandate. Uh, I almost feel like they fucking never are, but if they do, that'd be great. The weird thing is gonna be like, what are, what are the what are the strange things was uh, with the the mask is like public transit. When you're on public transit, sometimes you're you're smelling things right inside your mask and it's like you know you're told that the mask is like filtering things i'm pretty skeptical about that but that's what they say you know the the, the point is you're in a little bit of a an olfactory bubble you know smell bubble uh and that's good and bad for the most part i think it's bad it's kind of stifling it's like your mouth sweats it's hard to breathe like wearing masks is is not legit it's not lit i guess that's what i'm trying to say it's not lit at all um, yeah, in fact, it's extinguished. I don't think that's going to take off in the social media world, but nevertheless, 
the whole thing with the mask is like that when you're when you're smelling the smells, right? And you're on the streetcar, and there's generally a lot of smells anyway. And but like when you when your mask smells bad, when your mask smells like shit. The real question is: Is that halitosis or is that streetcar? Right? Did a bum take a shit on the back seat? of the 504 streetcar coming down Queen Street, you know, maybe a crackhead took like an extra big crack rip and maybe it made him, you know, fill the seat of his pants. That happens a lot, by the way. And, but is it that? Or do you have halitosis? Do you have shit breath? You know, it's a serious question and one that has plagued uh, many transit riders for the entire duration of this mask order. And so I, I do look forward to, to that era being over when you, you you don't have to wear a mask and you can know where the shit smells coming from, right? Your mouth or the ass of an unhoused person. It's a legitimate question and one that one that no human being should ever have to ask themselves. But such is the reality. The other thing is um, the big thing with the pandemic has been like needles in tents, right? Because there's, there's all these like pop-ups, these vaccine, vaccination pop-ups, you know, they're all in tents, they're all over the place, they're in parks, they're in public places, you got these tents, you know, and you go and you line up and you sign up and they give you a needle in the tent, they give you a vaccination. And as at the same time as that's going on, there's tent cities all over the city where people are taking needles of other types of stuff, you know, probably heroin or fentanyl or methamphetamine or whatever it is. So a lot of people in the city are getting needles and tents. It's like, it's, that's probably like the mainstay of the pandemic is needles and tents. In fact, I might even name my first special needles and tents. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, first of all, my next special is probably 10 years away if it happens at all. And uh, I certainly won't want to talk about pandemic related shit by then. Uh, so I digress. They did, they, that joke, that joke's almost not even that topical or that joke. That topic's almost not even that topical anymore because uh, they actually did, they've started clean, cleaning up some of the tent cities. They've been like reclaiming it. There was like a big standoff with police a couple weeks ago where they tried to, you know, I don't know, they call it tent evictions, all these liberal fucking people downtown and in the area I live in. It's like, so stop, like, we love our neighbors in tents. It's like, I, yeah, I do too. But, you know, maybe we should move on, move forward. That's a really huge issue that I don't even want to, I do know some stuff. I have some opinions, but rather press on, press forward on that one. Cause, uh, you know, just so just the politicization, obviously the, the, it's just, just too much. It's fucking exhausting, man. It, it does. It can make for good comedy, but I just, ugh, it's it just makes me tired to be honest. Having to fucking parse one way or the other. And yeah, I mean, I guess what's interesting about the area that I live in as well is there's a lot of dispensaries everywhere, but there's a lot of dispensaries downtown and on Queen Street in just the block that I live on, there's four dispensaries, you know, that's a lot of dispensaries. And if what they say is true about weed, where like, you know, one in 10 people might have schizophrenia and like, if that person has like a high dose of THC, it might accelerate their descent into madness you know it might it might have like early onset schizophrenia for people if they smoke weed well that 
is really good because I also live across the street from Cam H, you know, the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. So I guess these people, you know, can go buy high grade cannabis from one of these retailers. And then it's quite literally 30 meters away. They can check themselves into the Cam H for schizophrenia. And that makes me feel safe. And that's really the important thing. I think so. But yeah, man. Uh, what do we do for the podcast so far? Yeah, it will be nice to get back to doing comedy. I'm actually thinking about, um, hopefully on Saturday, I will do the first mic I've done in over a year. And uh, that would be at the classic Comedy Gold, baby. Matt Duffy's, you know, fucking comedy show on Saturdays at... Oh my God, I almost forgot the name of the bar. It's been that long. I used to go there all the time. But yeah, the Toronto Style Bar in the Junction. I'm going to go to Toronto Style and do the the hottest mic in town. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so that could be fun. And yeah, I mean, also the, the Stanley Cup playoffs is always a huge deal. I'm not like a super sports fan, but it was fun to watch. Um. Yeah, Adam Carolla called it the Battle of COVID, and apparently we lost, which makes me very happy. Also, the Habs lost, which, you know, does also make me happy to a degree. Not that I care that much, but come on, man. Everybody knows about the Leafs and the Habs. It's a, it's a bit of a thing. Yeah, Tampa Bay, man, wins the cup. Le Montréal Habitants. Nope. C'est fini. Yeah, I mean, does Tampa Bay need any more... Winning, like we need to scale down the winning a little bit, but yeah, I guess Florida is the place to be now. Yeah, and the Leafs fucking lost again. I guess the funny thing was my dad, who was like a you know, uh, definitely a boomer, and uh, watched the last time the Leafs won, like eighty years ago or whatever the fuck that was. Uh, watched it in his pajamas on the living room floor of his grandfather's you know house. Yeah, I guess he was like nine or ten years old and so it's been a long fucking haul for him you can imagine and he was even saying like the last game uh, elimination or whatever against the Habs he said he, he couldn't even watch the game he was too nervous <laughs> so he like put his phone in a drawer and turned off the TV and that's how he enjoyed the, the last game well thank god he did too because that didn't end well as we all know but anyway enough sports this is definitely not my lane I did just want to comment on it I guess but um yeah, I'm going to go through, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the podcast thus far, you know, sort of the highlights and then sort of where we're going to take this thing and uh, what's to come. So I hope you'll stick with me. Let's uh, talk a little more shit in the uh, in what's to come. So let me put this on pause for a second. We'll be back. All right, we are back again. Finish this thing off. And uh, man, just what a strange era for comedy and for life and for everything i don't want to beat a dead horse but yeah i just fucking can't stop thinking about it as i go through this because yeah even just in the last months uh last few months it's you know i guess you you can track your life more so by the day week month now sort of than ever and as i look at the the history of this podcast this you know upstart podcast um I do even get a bit of nostalgia, and it wasn't even that long ago we started this thing. So, yeah, the first 
three episodes was just four episodes. First four episodes was just me and Matt Duffy talking shit, which was fun. And uh, then after that, uh, we had <laughs> we had my Moroccan roommate and his um, wild and out friend. Uh, so it was Mohsin Sadiq and Ilya Chatoui, who was very funny. I try to pretend to speak French when I'm with them. It's pretty hilarious. And I've been plugged into this whole group of uh, francophone transplants that, you know, I wish I could say my French was getting a lot better, but uh, <laughs> I'm speaking some version of French, but it's kind of drunk French with like zero grammar and like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, that's been fun. But they're, they were the second, uh, they were the first guests really actually, which was kind of crazy. And then I did a little solo podcast talking shit. And I uh, did another one with Duffy. And then I tried to do, yeah, another one with Duffy, like a short portion with Matt. Um, my first like real, real guest, or at least comic guest that I was really excited about was Yasmin Morup. Uh, Matt Duffy sort of introduced me to her. Uh, very funny. Um, it's been a great follow as well. Like just the whole, I, I think of her as like the female Joe Rogan in a way because she's like, in the comedy thing and then she's also uh like an mma fighter which is like such a endlessly funny combo for sure a very interesting guest a lot of fun and i definitely plan on having her on again i, w I was gonna have her on more recently but that's definitely to come and uh yeah definitely check her out yasmin morup uh she's fucking awesome the one after that that i was super uh excited about was uh Patrick Islam, and I'm um, not going to say too much about it, but uh, let's just say uh, that is a persona, that is an alter ego. I will not be disclosing the true identity of this person uh, as per their request, but I can just say that um, this was a funny episode, a lot of fun, and uh, what he does, he does extremely well and is very goddamn funny. Uh, he does a few specific characters, a few specific impressions that he's sort of been developing for a long time. And they're very, they're as deep and as caricaturesque as they are, um, you know, bold and insightful and interesting and, and, and just quite frankly, very funny. Uh, so that was great. It, there was a, an awesome, uh, we actually did like prank call. You know, he's good. He's really good for like a prank call. And, and I, we did a half hour prank call first try first shot. And uh, it was good. It, what was funny is like the best part was him just kind of filibustering for, on the long hold period. And then I, I guess I learned something about prank calls in general, which is like, you know, you have somebody that doesn't know what's going on and uh, they can add a lot or they can take a lot away from what you're doing. But it's kind of like that that floating like factor that, you know, um, you never know how that's going to work out. Still uh, awesome prank call. It was a half hour prank call. It was really great. I encourage you to listen to it. And he will definitely be coming on again. Not sure when. And then most recently we had Lior Cabeza. Cabeza, Cabeza, who's a, you know, a good friend of mine. Uh, met him out of uh, Deb's Comedy Den where I did my first, some of my first open mics. And uh, he was... He was there and a really cool guy. I, I really enjoy his company and his comedy. And uh, he's been killing it on social media. He's like, 
he does stand up, but I think even he would say he's like less of a stand up, more of like some sort of comedian. Because uh, he does a lot of impressions, but just overall a really funny guy. Like he's 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 doing his thing, and I, I'm really happy about that. And he'll definitely be on again, uh, pro- probably next week, actually. So you can look forward to that next week. That might even be our first YouTube episode. So you can look forward to that. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably just try to reach out to more comics and just branch out. And at, once I get the video thing on YouTube going, you know. Might be just shoveling coal and getting the steam pumped up. I always love that analogy for some reason. Yeah, like some sort of a fucking, you know, industrial revolution, like era analogy, metaphor, just anyway. Yeah, I don't know why I enjoy that so much. But uh, yeah, so you can expect Lior probably on the next one. That might be the first YouTube one. And yeah, like I said, I'm going to try to reach out to more people that I've known, that I've met in the scene, maybe some people I don't even know or that I'm not even aware of. And, uh, you know, if you're hearing this or if you're aware of this, definitely reach out to me. Let's have you on. Uh, I love conversation. I love uh, talking to interesting people. And uh, that was a big part of what this podcast was supposed to be about. And that's the whole thing, right? So, yeah, you can look forward to Lior. And uh, Yasmin, definitely have her on. Hopefully a new cast of characters, and then we'll just kind of have people on on and off regularly. And then last but not least, I did want to touch on this. The one that I'm super excited about is a very good friend of mine, um, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite comics, uh, Rajat Bateja. And if you're out there, if you're listening, shout-outs to Rajat. You're the man. Yeah, I actually uh, helped Rajat to get a a job uh, outside the city. He really needed a job, and I ended up getting him a job. It happened to be in Winnipeg, so he moved to Winnipeg and has been there since well before the pandemic started and has not been back to Toronto or to Ontario, and I'm really pleased to say that he is finally going to be making the trip, coming back for a little bit. I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah, he'll be here within the next couple weeks or so. My birthday's coming up. He's coming here for that. So I just really look forward to seeing the guy and, and having fun and spending that time. And more than anything, I'm super excited that he's going to be on this pod. Uh, so that that will probably be my favorite episode. I might even have him do like a little bit of a residency. Maybe we'll record one, two, or three if we have time. And that should be really the upswing of uh this so far lukewarm podcast which is just me being honest with you people <laughs> i mean i'm not do- that's a constant thing in in comedy especially at the early levels everybody just calling everybody else delusional and it's like uh, surprise we're all delusional that's why we're fucking doing this like <laughs> by the way uh so yeah that's just the way it goes but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do good shit, man. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, it takes effort and it takes time and it takes development. And that's just not kidding yourself, man. And that's just life in general. And that is also this podcast. So I won't continue to bore you people too much more. I just wanted to touch base and at least have something to put out. Um, you know, there had been a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a downswing in uh, my output. And so I just want to let you people know that I'm still here. I'm still keeping it real. We're still going to do this thing. You know, if you don't like it, don't listen. If you do like it, if you want to support, please do. 
uh, one way or the other. It's fine. It's a process, you know? It's the way this shit works. To use another fucking cliche at the close out here. I'm taking another sip of this fucking white claw, you know? And yeah, if I do another solo one of these, I might take the opportunity to work out, you know, either do some sort of a segment. Uh, and if anybody has any suggestions that's listening to this, feel free to reach out to me with segment ideas. I'll try to come up with some on my own. And uh, other than that, maybe I'll just use this as an opportunity to to test out some premises, some ideas, some material. But also with the op- open mics, uh, you know, coming online now, maybe I'll just fucking do some writing and save the shit for that. But yeah, we'll see if I can get off stage. I was just seeing some shit on Instagram where some <laughs> some poor bastards doing comedy from behind plexiglass. He's on stage and there's plexiglass in front of him. And I just can't help but think that fuck man <laughs> none of this shit helps you know doesn't help the fucking comedic development for anyone but that's where we're at so nevertheless uh it's pretty much 1 a.m right now uh so i'm gonna shut this thing down i uh, just want to thank anybody who has given this podcast the time of day to listen or to humor me um you know friends of the podcast thank you for sending me you know views likes sharing Whatever the fuck uh, you do, even if it's just, uh, you know, just to listen or even not a listen, an acknowledgement, something is better than nothing. And my God, isn't that the truth? That is the central truth. That's <laughs> so sad. Oh, my God. Yeah, apparently, I don't have much uh, much else interesting to say. So, so I will shut it down. Um, thank you, everyone. And um, onward and upward from here. Uh, stick with us if you have been. It's only going to get better. Uh, if you're a new listener, strap yourself in. All right, we're going to the moon. All right, no Branson, no Bezos, no billionaires whatsoever. We're just going to the moon. Okay? And that's it, baby. Let's shut it the fuck down. Uh, happy Friday. Happy weekend, everyone. Uh, happy life. Happy stage three. God bless you. Much love. This has been Tittle Time. One more again.